All right, guys, welcome back to the Golf Podcast. Today, we've got a great interview. We've got the man, the myth, the legend himself, the man behind what is arguably one of the biggest and most definitely one of the funniest Instagram golf accounts mm -hmm. out there, PGA Memes. Right. Yeah. I mean, this account has exploded to over 800,000 yeah, followers. It's closing in on a million, right? It is closing yeah. in a million, and he he's followed by like every guy on tour. Yep. Like everybody's in on this joke at this point. Yeah, for sure. You know, for sure. And I, I love it because like even some of the best players, he he's he's featured them in some of his memes, and uh, I feel like even they got to laugh at themselves a little bit. Yeah, I, and and we're talking about Travis Miller, and 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 I got a great question for Travis when he comes on. I want to ask him honestly if he's ever regret putting a meme out, and how often it happens. Right. <laughs> you know, has he has he gotten the cold shoulder from somebody who maybe didn't like the joke? Yeah. That's true. But but since then, you know, Travis has has expanded what what PJ memes has become to recently launching arguably again one of the most successful uh new YouTube channels, mm -hmm. you know, with what he's doing with Home Course. Yep. So going beyond the meme, you know, uh he's now getting in depth with players. Uh I saw some you know, I, I really enjoyed the one he did with, with um, Jason Day, touring Jason Day's house, mm -hmm. Cam Smith. He's out on the boat with Cam yeah, Smith. Yeah, really cool. Really so, cool. I mean, imagine all of this came from a a memes account on, on Instagram. I mean, that's the power of social media. Yeah, not only that. I mean, but, you know, take it a step further now, like his charitable endeavors. He's doing so much with the Jack Nicholas Play Yellow Foundation. I want to ask him, like, you know, what was his thoughts behind that? And He's made a lot of money for the foundation so far, and mm -hmm. he's having a lot of success, and he's got a ton of tournaments still coming up, and we got to play in one. It was so much fun. So there's a lot to talk about with Travis. Yes, yeah, he's got a lot going on. Yeah. That's for sure. He's definitely a busy man. In fact, we're only going to be able to catch him briefly here before he has to catch a flight. Right. So we're going to bring him on the show in just a second, but the other big thing we got to talk about, of course... It's open week. It's open week, baby. Last major of the year. What do you, what? Where do you rank this in majors for you? Um, normally, the open is like my my third favorite. Okay. I love the Masters, and then I love the U.S. Open. The PGA Championship, eh, for me. Right. A lot of people put, PGA but a lot of people put place. the Open up as the most prestigious, and I, and I won't argue that. I mean, I get it. It's got the 150 year history. This 150th year, but this year. It puts it, I believe, at number one. Yeah, it's it's kind of leapfrogged. It leapfrogged bit. them all because of the it's venue, you know. And, and we've got the play. You know what's so cool about it is that there's so many guys in the field who have never even been there. That's what I love. In a second, we'll, 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 we're going to dive into our picks, but it's always interesting making picks this week because there are guys, like you said, it's it's so new to them. And I, I always like watching social media the week before. You get some of like the younger players newer on tour. Right. A lot of these guys, they're they're they go like a week or so early. They start to introduce themselves to some links golf yep. and you can yeah, tell right. they're like i've never played anything like this before but um yeah i'm right with you I, I don't know every year i'm kind of depending on the venue i'm between you know for me the masters is always my favorite but then right with the open or the u.s open it kind of like wavers which one i'm more excited mm -hmm. about based on where it is right but this year no doubt i mean we got to experience the u.s open firsthand being at the country club at brookline incredible i mean it's a great year for majors this year yeah for but sure St. Andrews, I mean, it just doesn't get paid to that. And, and I kind of I kind of dig the time difference. I like, you know, watching my golf with breakfast. I love it. You know, I, I, I can't argue it. with that at all. I'm usually up at four thinking anyway. Yeah. So why not watch the Open? You get some nice quiet time. The kids aren't Everyone's up Everyone's still asleep. And you sit there and you watch some of the Open over a cup of coffee. I think that's it's hard great. to beat. It's absolutely great. But uh, let's, let's dive right into our picks this week. Yeah, let's do it because we're having fun. Um, 
By the way, guys, DraftKings Sportsbook, this is awesome. They're giving all new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000 if your first bet loses. And this week, with it being the Open and golf's last major, I mean, let's make it more fun. Let's try to cash in on some of our favorite players. So first, let's make our picks, and I'll tell you guys all about DraftKings in a second. Uh, I'll start it off. But how cool is it, first of all, to get a risk-free bet? It's awesome. It's like, you know, no-brainer. So if you were on the fence of thinking about, you know, Dive into the sport, you know, DraftKings Sportsbook. Right. Let's go. This is the week. Exactly. Throw yeah. in five bucks, ten bucks, twenty-five bucks, whatever it is. Make a bet. If you lose it, you're going to get it back. So I think this week, and again, I I love Zalatoris. I had him going in uh, the U.S. Open. I came so close to cashing on him. I think he's knocking on the door. Mm-hmm. He's a plus three thousand. Which actually, I'm going to put a bet on him right now. Look, t- ten bucks wins three hundred and ten dollars if he wins. You know that's that's beautiful. I'm gonna do that, and I'm also gonna throw five on him to finish in the top ten. Okay, because we know it's almost a lock, right? You feel like yeah, at this point, at that's this point, just guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. I'm gonna put ten bucks on him to win, five bucks on him to finish in the top ten, uh, and if he wins, of course, I'll win both bets. So I'm loving that. What do you think? Well, he's not my pick, but I'm gonna tell you who I'm gonna put money on either way. He's gonna be one of my picks. You got to do it. It's obligatory. Let's throw five bucks on Tiger. Yeah. Right? Tiger Woods, outright winner. Right now, you know, all these obviously the odds subject to change What's and things like as we 40, get closer. Four hundred, four thousand. Five dollars makes you three hundred and five bucks. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. I'm gonna put it on Tiger and I'm gonna tell you a quick sidebar of why. JT played with him in his in one of his practice rounds yeah. the other day. JT said it, it's the best he's ever seen his swing look. Mm, and why I might throw some money now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and here's here's what I'm gonna say too with Tiger. He won there years ago by missing every single bunker. Yeah. Tiger is the guy who's smart enough, even if he doesn't have his perfect game, Tiger's the guy who's, who knows the game well enough to win, win at that venue. And I'm loving the fact he, he's taken some time off to recuperate. He didn't mm-hmm. play in the U.S. Open. He's been so eyes set on this. Tiger's a competitor. But it's also much flatter yeah. than anything else. You know, If he had walked Brookline up and down, whatever – the you know st andrews it's, yeah, it's, it's nice long but course. it's flat i i like tiger but my pick and i actually locked this in two weeks ago i'm just i like rom i like john rom mm-hmm. to win this thing yeah you john know rom. i, I john think rom. yeah you've got the, the european blood yep you know he's he's a guy who just brings it he brings for, the heat yeah just like zalatoris he brings it for the open i mean he brings it for all the majors um right now got him at plus 1600 for the win I think it's silly to, to not have a look at him, even at least in the top five. Um, but John Rahm is, is my guy for this. But I'm also I'm putting a couple bucks on Tiger. I like it. I like it. And and if you what do you got over there, Zach? Uh, I got Cam Smith for sure. You're a big Cam Smith guy. Which, by the way, keep an eye on, on our social medias. Keep an eye on, on Instagram specifically, and you'll see why in a, in a few <laughs> days, why he's got his eye on because Zach is placing an even larger bet. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, it's, it's a larger bet that he doesn't want to lose. He does not, not want to lose that bet. So he's pulling. Well, <laughs> we'll see. You, you just have to see. I don't want to give away too much. Also, just talking about JT, talking about Tiger's swing. Yeah. Like, how much do you think that's just JT being a Tiger fanboy like all of us? But like, mm. I don't. How can it? How can Tiger possibly have a swing that is better than prime tiger well, look, and all that. You saw him like, drive the 18th you green. You drive the 18th green? I mean, yeah, I'm not that up on St. Andrews, so okay. I don't really know it's what that means. It's a 300-yard poke. But, it's, yeah. You know, and, and it's flat, but it's 300-yard poke. You know, guys have been known to drive that green, but to see Tiger do it 
and then miss a putt for eagle make birdie and i'll I tell you what i just watched it's, it's really cool it's free now on youtube they've got that my game or whatever is tiger woods the yeah. thing that that um what do you call it had put together uh golf digest and i'm watching this thing and it's just again tiger he just he just outsmarts people in the way he not only the way he plays but the way he preps and he even said it he's like i don't have the time i used to have when i was younger where i can work on all areas of my game every single day right he goes i'm smart enough now to know i have my body and my time limits me to let's say it's four or five hours of practice a day i'm gonna put that towards what's coming up he knows St. Andrews. He knows yeah. what he needs to work on. He does. I think even just the, the fact that his full swing is there, I think the more the test is going to be, does it stay there for all four days mm -hmm. or does the fatigue start to set in? But it's just encouraging to hear what JT said, and I just have a feeling about Tiger. And if, you know, St. Andrews is a place, you it's a it's smart golf and it's putting on those huge greens. Yeah, for sure. His short game was looking good. Didn't, yeah, he, didn't mean, he have a chip in in that uh... – JP McManus. Yeah, he did. He out. did. And Tiger was having fun in. with that. Yeah. You see him asking the crowd what, what club to hit. That's great. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, yeah, I could do that. Yeah. And eight iron, like they're pulling the crowd. But I'm telling you what, once Tiger goes there, he's going to switch into lock on mode. And if his putting is, is on, look out. Look out. And guys, don't forget Xander. He's hot right now. Yeah. So hot. He just won over. So there. hot since. Since our 10 second interview. Since interviews. our 10 second interview. We gave him the juice. We, we legitimately gave him the juice. Not saying that we gave him the juice, but. We I gave think Molinari I, the juice in 18. Gave juice. We gave this guy the well, juice. Let's put this way. We got to get him on the show. I would die to get Xander on the show. And uh, he did just win in Scotland. So he's coming in in form. He's another yeah. guy to look at. So you mean on the show again? Yeah, for, right. for a for not 10 second more interview. Than 10 seconds. We'll do a 30 second interview this time. But guys, you know, get in on the action. Visit golficity.com slash DraftKings. We made it nice and easy for you. Go check out. All that they have to offer, including some of those same game, par same game parlays, which means if you miss Thursday, you miss Friday, you can still bet throughout all four days. Yeah, yeah. So it's if you're great. just listening to this on Saturday, you can change, still hop in the action and you can still get that deal. Yes, you can so, still get the deal. You deposit and, and you can withdraw money at your convenience. The Sportsbook app is safe. It's secure. It's reliable. It's, you know, DraftKings Sports is one of America's top rated sportsbook apps, guys. You got to check it out. It's great. We're having a lot of fun using it. And even if the Sportsbook's not yet available in your state, don't forget about the DraftKings Fantasy app. A lot of great fantasy. You know, you could play there. fantasy for millions of dollars. They just do their super millionaire thing there. You could just hop in there and play. But download and sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook. Get in on all the action for St. Andrews this week. Again, new customers. You're going to receive a free bet up to $1,000 if you lose that bet. How cool is that? Yeah. Sign up using promo code GOLFICITY, G-O-L-F-I-C-I-T-Y, to get this offer and start seeing all the great way, ways that DraftKings brings you closer to your favorite sport. You definitely don't want to miss that one. Plus, you know what's coming out, football season. Yeah, that's You're going to want to be in the app when, yeah, when the season starts. Yep. But anyway... Um, so yeah, so exciting stuff. Like I said, the Open, I I'm looking forward to watching that. We're going to have Travis here in, in a second. The other big things I just want to let you guys know, fill you in on that we've got going on is we're only, what, two weeks out from our trip to, to Kohler to play Whistling Straits. Oh, yeah. 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 Wow. I mean, yeah. psyched, right? right? Psyched. And then we've got a lot of other fun stuff coming up, including a lot of fun challenges. And a yeah. lot of these are inspired by some of the stuff that you guys drop in the comments. Another thing we talk about often, like a large part of why we like doing these challenges out on the golf course is not only are they, they, they're fun, you know, golf is, it's meant to be fun. I mean, that's what it is, but it's also, you always learn something about your game. Yes. And you learn different ways because you, you push yourself out of your comfort zone. You, you feel like less on like repeat, just playing the same thing. So mm. we've got a, a big challenge coming up at a par three course and, uh, we're going to challenge ourselves to play with without knowing any of the yardages. Just by sight. Just by sight. What does it look like to you? 
Right. <laughs> We're going to play literally nothing we can lean on. No GPS watch, no range yeah. finder. We can't even look at the yardages on the sign. We're, We're going to send someone to... up ahead of us and put like a towel over the sign. Yeah. I don't want to see it. Yep. Yeah. So that's next week. We're also we're getting back to Baltusrol for the first time since the renovation. Yep. Uh, we played it. I think it was the week before it closed down for the big big renovation there. We did 2019 or something. Yeah, and I don't remember what year we're getting. I think it's the PGA is coming back through. It's got to be coming back. Um, but it's in a couple. Yeah, it's, it's going to be soon, and I don't know, maybe the next two three years. But another major venue. Mm-hmm. Um, so much history there always incredible we get to play and and we're gonna we're gonna play it we're gonna play with former club champ greg angelillo mm-hmm. uh, who's also hosting us there so that's gonna be incredible if you're not already subscribed to our main youtube channel make sure you subscribe over there so you guys don't miss these because we're gonna have a lot of fun in these coming weeks i mean oh, yeah. i'm just looking at the calendar and i can't believe how much we've got there it's crazy it's so crazy, crazy. even a like... few surprise challenges that you'll have to hang on to see yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. Gonna, we're gonna test zach's stomach it's, too yep zach's getting involved it's <laughs> must watch television <laughs> ladies and gentlemen must watch if yeah. nothing else just for what we put zach through you owe it to him to watch it right please <laughs> please let my sacrifice be uh, worth it <laughs> he's still feeling the effects of that all right let's do a quick word from our sponsors and then we're going to bring travis on the show to talk about pga memes how it started and where it's going all right, guys, we want to thank Gosling's Rum for sponsoring this episode. Last week, I was away with the family. Had a lot of dark and stormies down there. Ever since we made that first one here on the show, it's kind of been a drink, a it's go-to drink It's been a drink, drink right? Yeah. And you know what I've been messing around with? Those pre-made cans. So, so easy. You know, like, yeah, so easy. So we threw them in the cooler, brought them down to the beach, you just crack them open for that four or five o'clock time. Yeah. You know, have a couple dark and stormies. And if you guys don't know what that is, it is their, go- their Gosling's Rum with their ginger beer yep. with a lime some ice easiest boom. cocktail to easiest make in the cocktail world. you'll ever make you yeah. can't mess it up no you know it's got a great combo of flavor um and they're a little dangerous i mean they've got some alcohol in them that can you know you know it's there be careful with it all right 21 or old let's just drink say responsibly. drink responsibly that's yeah. all we're gonna say to you but they are delicious it is something completely different i've never had rum or ginger beer type of drink i've always done rum and coke guy well more than drinking a white cloud on it's the beach definitely yeah. more than drinking a white claw that's for sure uh but check them out they're offering our listeners which is great we appreciate this use the code golficity at checkout and they're gonna hook you guys up with fifteen dollars off your order. And that means you could buy the liquor right on their website. They'll ship it to your door. Any of their merch, their golf merch, stuff that's on their website, goslingsrum.com, fifteen dollars off code golficity at checkout. Don't forget to make it a dark and stormy day where you are. You'll enjoy it. Let us know what you think. And thanks to Goslings for supporting the show. No doubt about it. And also want to thank Titleist for sponsoring this episode. And guys, we've seen it. We talked about our, our YouTube channel before. If you've seen some of our fittings and some of the stuff that we've done, we've realized it firsthand. And ever since then, we've really tried to drive that message home here because we, we learned it. And we it, it's just become such a big part of our game that really there is nothing that you can do more to improve your driver performance than getting fit. You know, get out there, get with an authorized Titleist fitting specialist, get fit, get dialed in. We've had so many times where, uh, like when the TSI driver came out, first mm-hmm. came out, I remember we tried the new head, head to head against what we were gaming before, and we saw immediate gains. That's right. But when the gains really started to jump up, and when I say gains, I don't always mean just distance. We both did gain additional distance, but I mean dispersion. I would rather be in a fairway all day than be looking for my, my ball in the rough, right. in the woods, right. something right. like that. So getting it dialed in, 
get with that Tyler's Fitting Specialist. They have an outstanding featured shafts uh, and new premium partnership with Graphite Design. So they have the tools to get you dialed. It's the getting involved with those shafts. Again, it was something that I, I just learned the first time we went out there and got fit, how much that really affects both distance and dispersion. And we even got to see it firsthand when we were at like the Travelers and the US Open, getting out there on the range with at the highest level you see tour players taking advantage of this you know they get they got the tour truck right there they're getting dialed in they're making sure that they've got the right shaft combination for those driver heads and as as you know you know your everyday golfers we often try to emulate what the the tour players of are course. doing right and of that's course. why you know you see the tour player getting more yardage out of a club well you know, take that advice too when it comes to fitting. Mm -hmm. There's nobody out there who's walking out there with something that's just stock the way it is off the shelf. And the nice thing too with these Titleist TSI drivers is again, there are so many featured shafts that are in that lineup that you just make sure you've got the right combination of head and shaft and then boom, you're going to start to see those gains that you've really been after. So visit Titleist.com to learn more about the TSI drivers and make sure you schedule your fitting today. You know, don't let another summer go by that you haven't gotten fit yeah. because the fitting is what's worth its weight. Fittings are so fun. Mike's going to have to, Mike's going to have to make sure that he's all dialed in for the next challenge we got going this week. That's right. He's going to have to be dialed in you or better else, hit that or else fairway. I'm, I'm coming. If yeah. you guys can't tell, we're teasing quite a bit of stuff, so you better subscribe <laughs> to the main channel. All right, let's uh, let's bring Travis on the show. Let's get right into our interview let's now. Let's do it. All right, guys, so we're super excited. We've got Travis Miller, the man, the myth, the legend behind PGA Memes here on the show with us. Travis, welcome to the podcast, man. Yeah, man, excited to be here. So how's, how are you guys doing this Monday morning? Doing, doing all right. Terrific. US, I mean, open week, yeah. open championship week. So uh, yeah. it's hard to beat. Um but hey, listen, I mean, I've had this question I've wanted to ask you forever, right? Because I, I, my first memories of PGA memes and, and the account itself on Instagram, it's, I'm, I'm guessing three years ago, maybe it was four years ago, but we were at the, um, we were down at the PGA show in Orlando. And it was when, like, the account seemed to be on everyone's consciousness. Like, it just had really popped, gotten really, really uh, popular. And, uh, the tagline everybody was throwing around that week, everyone's like, I am PGA memes. Everybody was pretending <laughs> to be PGA memes because everybody wanted to. I think to, I pretended at one point. Right. You're like, I'm PGA memes. And like everyone, <laughs> we, we, had, we were at, you know, get togethers, parties, and everyone's like, I'm PGA memes. Because it was at that point, we didn't know you. There, it didn't have mm -hmm. the face. So tell us about those early days of the PGA memes account and what some of the thinking was of, of why you know, not putting your face to it at that time. Yeah. I mean, so I would say this, like it's, I wish that there was more behind that to say like, Oh, this was part of my master plan. It was kind of one of those things that comes together where, you know, the community of golf kind of put together and, and this dialogue started, started going out of like who this person is and, you know, how do they have some inside information or why are they going after players directly? And cause no one had really done that in golf. Right. And so it was funny as that was, as that was passing along to people, I just kind of, you know, had fun with it because at first, you know, starting a meme page, it's not about me, right? It's about golf and humor and satire and all that stuff. And, and so people were just like, well, who is this? Who is this? Um, and I was just like, well, there's really no reason to reveal who I am. Like, I'm never going to make this page about me. And then it just started getting funnier where like pros or pros wives or significant others were like inquiring to try to figure out who it was. And so yeah. I was like, all right, well, this is kind of, this is fun. I'm going to ride with this and just kind of pretend like, you know, people can think whoever it is that they, 
they want another like the secret tour pro page that's out there like on twitter it was kind of yep. you know something like that and so we did that fun campaign around you know that was kind of the dialogue and we did a campaign around it around the masters um where we had a lot of different like celebrities and athletes and stuff like say they were pj memes and yeah, yeah. you know or, yep. or, the, or that they weren't and you know we had some fun with it but then sooner or later it was just like as i put more of a plan to you know in order to execute for this to grow, you know, even larger than what it was, I had to like step out front and be on camera because, you know, the misconception everyone had was that it was just like a young kid, you know, okay. starting a meme page and which there's nothing wrong with that. It's just like, if you want to collaborate with the other, you know, pro athletes or celebrities or, or work with brands for that matter, like, you know, you got to show that, Hey, you're, you know, a, a reasonable, normal person. You're not, you know, a young kid or some person who's just completely reckless trying to destroy two PGA Tour players' <laughs> lives, their reputations and stuff. Right. So, so yeah, it was kind of more of doing that as we're coming out. But pretty crazy how it all started. Never thought that it would, like, get as popular as it did, as quick as it did. But, yeah. you know, here we are. Wildly popular. And, and we're going to talk in a few minutes about some of the other things that it's led to because now it's so much more than just, you know, a meme account. But, um what is your background people get to know you a little bit more like because it did like you said earlier it seemed like there's you knew a lot of like the inner workings and you you know you were able to do something with even your creativity and how you're able to be funny about it it's just you're very quick on that is is it you were plugged into golf before like what were you doing before pga memes no so i um i didn't play golf until a later age i was a baseball and football player and i i chose the baseball path to not get uh, injured in college and I ended up throwing my arm out my first year. So that was, that was smart. <laughs> there um, was that plan. Yeah. But, yeah. So then, you know, a couple of my friends and I all started doing some business together. We were all kind of like entrepreneurs right in college. And, um, we went out and worked for a company that, you know, gave us a lot of opportunity, a lot of world world experience and we liked it and we didn't like the company we worked with. So we ended up kind of forming our own company the following year. So I've, I've been like an entrepreneur from a really early age and uh that it was funny our offices were on a golf course and it was a great golf course we had free access to all the practice facilities two rounds a week and i never once took advantage of it and we were there for like three years and i just never golfed and when i we ended up transitioning that company to something else um something i wasn't really too excited about being a part of so i was thinking of either doing another company kind of like we were um, on my own, which was basically just smart home and security services. I ran like sales and marketing and did all the recruiting and stuff for our teams. We had like almost 250 sales reps and the corporate company that we were like working with and selling our contracts to wanted to have someone like me come on board that was younger and more like entrepreneurial so they could come in and like manage their dealer network nationally to help these companies, you know, do what we were doing. And so I was, you know, I was reluctant to go work at like corporate America, but I did it. I thought it was a good opportunity to kind of get me into the, the limelight of this industry. And it, it served that purpose. But the cool thing about it at first was I started doing a lot of client interactions, whether it was like, you know, going out to nice dinners or, you know, we went to clubs or, you know, I, I found my outlet in golf. There was a lot of these guys who loved golf and I always found golf interesting. Um, so I was like, all right, let's go. You know, so we I came to the course. I get to know these people really well on a personal level for like four to six hours. Uh, we'd have a ton of fun. We were, you know, gambling and, you know, just talking smack and just, you know, having some drinks. It was a good opportunity for me to have fun and build relationships with uh, 
with these guys all while being on the company expense account to, <laughs> right. to pay for these great rounds of golf. Sure. And so I got to golf some of, in some of the best places in the country and it got me addicted. You know, I caught the bug early and, uh, you know, started working on my game and getting it down to where I could, you know, play respectably and, you know, just have a good time with it. And, but yeah, like I just, I stumbled into the social media space doing this just cause I have like a, a hybrid approach to my business before, like with marketing and sales. Yeah, and, right operations and so i did work with our marketing team a lot on like our socials and some of the stuff that we did and i just i don't know I, you guys i just kind of saw something in golf that wasn't there and was like i love golf i love memes and you know why not let's just see what happens and didn't really have any expectations out of the gate but when things started blowing up it it gave me a real opportunity to kind of just like think through it like all right well hey this could be something you know bigger than just a traditional instagram page like this could be something where we work with a lot of cool people. We create great content and yeah. we can give back to charity. Like there's a lot of stuff that can be done and, and will continue to be done. And so it's been really fun to see it all kind of come together. And it's been quite the ride to say the least. I can imagine. I mean, and now like in hindsight, sure, it seems like a, a no brainer with how successful it's been to, to go over and do that. But there had to be a part of you at one point that was a little bit scared to make that jump leaving, which, which sounds like a pretty great corporate job. You know, you're playing, you, you had a big job and you're playing plenty of golf and stuff like that. But was there a scary moment leaving that behind and just going all in on PGA memes? Yeah, of course. I mean, it, like, it's funny anytime in life when you have an opportunity to leave a company or something for, for another opportunity, it's even when it's like a no brainer, there's still always those things in the back of your head telling you like, oh, here's worst case scenario. And I, I'm a big believer that if you don't play out worst case scenario in your head, that you're you're not, you know, thinking everything through the right way. You've yeah. got to be prepared for everything. And, you know, for me, when I started this, I wasn't necessarily thinking of, mon thinking of monetizing it. And um, I did have some people approach me about, hey, can you post this? Can you do this? And, you know, for me being naive and not understanding the space and the, the page being much smaller than what it was, you know, I was finding opportunities where I could get small, you know, revenue coming in and I was like, Oh man, cool. This is paying for my car. This is paying for my cars. This is paying for my house payment. You know, I'm like, dude, I'm already making like really good money on this, this other side. I was an executive, you know, I was a vice president and doing really well for myself. So it wasn't like I needed the money and I, I you know, I didn't just have to work with anybody, but I was like, this is pretty cool. If I can get all my bills and some of these things paid for, or like, Hey, maybe I can get like a few big golf trips paid for per year. Yeah, and just still keep my job. I'm like, dude, this is like perfect scenario, right? right. Yeah, yeah. And then I started, I started teaming up um, with Joe, who I believe you guys know and, and mm -hmm. work with a little bit. Like, he started telling me, like, well, hey, you, you need to be charging a lot more than this, and you know, trying to walk me through the landscape of this business. And you know, I was just like, who pays that? Like, I, I didn't understand it because. Obviously for me, like I'm an outsider looking in, looking at like traditional media and where people spend. And I, I really wasn't aware of like the emergence of social media marketing and digital marketing for that matter. And I mean, I knew it was there. I knew that we'd, we'd done some stuff with my previous company, but it really wasn't significant. And so I, knowing the space and how that works, I got really interested, just dove in and, and really kind of took it by the horns and just really, you know, try to build this platform to where we could work with a multitude of brands and make it before it's still good for the audience and then just find other ways to kind of build it out and grow. But it's, you know, it was till I, I was going to probably leave my company when I was 
around in 2020 during like the start of COVID. And then my travel pretty much just grounded because our yeah, boss was a yep. huge, huge germaphobe uh, and just did not want anybody to travel. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, I was like, all right, well, I'm working from home and I continue to travel for golf and built this platform simultaneously as I was, you know, still working my day job uh, best I could from my home. And it really just blew up in 2020 uh, as, you know, a lot of things in golf did as well yeah. during the quarantine period but our you know the the company really grew like way quicker than i expected and then by the time like the world started opening back up you know i was faced with a decision because my time was starting to become really spread thin and it was like all right i gotta i gotta make the leap and you hear people say like you gotta spend money to make money or Mm -hmm. if you have a side hustle you've got to really just quit your job and just focus on your side hustle if that's what you're passionate about and you know those two statements are so true um you know, I can tell you since I've been focusing on PJ memes full time now for a little over a year, it's been about a year and two months. The opportunities that have presented itself have been way bigger, um, way more fun opportunities. And the opportunities, even if they're like opportunities just to go to do something where you even have to pay your way or you're, you know, it's a free entry, but you've got to pay to get there, whatever it is, like that sometimes people try to avoid. I mean, you've got to network and meet so many incredible people in golf, you know, like, whether it's another platform on social media, whether it's people in actual media golf space or the players or just people who love the page to follow it and stuff. But it's just been pretty cool to travel around and and experience all these things. And it's just continued to grow at a rapid pace. I just think it's so funny that you're, you're saying you're like your bar was like, Oh, this is great. It might get me some free golf right to now. Like you're in, like Johnny Damon's living room. Like it, the, the fact that you like, you know, these two don't even compare. It's amazing what, where that's taken you. But and I want to talk about that. I want to talk about home course. I want to talk, you know, about the tournaments and stuff like that in a second, but staying with the memes, I think one thing a lot of people wonder is like, where does some of that creativity come from? Yeah. I want to know, like, like, do you have to be on, t- you gotta be on top of your game, relevant trending stuff. I mean, because not only they're funny, like? but they're quick. Like yeah. you get them out, like, like something happens and I feel like you've got a meme and you're there. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of depends on the week, right? Like this week will be a great week for for content. Just open championship. I mean, great. It's at the the home the home of golf, 150th anniversary. I mean, all eyes are on this event, and there's always going to be some fun things that happen of it. Whether it's you know at a player's misfortune or it's just something funny that happens in the golf space, but there'll be stuff out there. So you you definitely have to be on it. But what I've been fortunate about is, you know, as the page has grown, there's a lot of people who want to be a part of the movement that will share ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not a big golf enthusiast where I watch all the all the shots. Um, to be quite honest with you, I don't really love watching golf. There's a few people who who I do follow that I I'm, I'm very interested in their success and when they're on coverage and stuff. But other than that, I, I kind of just follow it on my phone, like you're the average golfer. Mm-hmm. But stuff will come through where people will share, "Hey, this happened," you know, or you know, get on this or whatever. And so you got to be quick. You got to pretty much be on your phone quite a bit. I try to. I try to not not be that guy who's on my phone twenty four seven because I've right. got you know other people and important things in my life that I try to to pay attention to. But you know, in a, in a week like this, like you have to be prepared. But I, one thing that I found that's funny and it's helped me with with this that I learned from my previous life is having like a content calendar and a strategy. I mean, it sounds ridiculous for like a meme page, but just in any business you have, I mean, if you put if you put together a game plan for the week or the month. And know like, hey, this is my cadence. I'm going to post this many times. This is what I want to post. Golf memes, even like down to this granular level, like 
90% of them are relatable to all golfers, whether it's a hack or it's a scratch golfer. You know, there's memes that are funny that can just be used in any setting. And then you've just got to be on top of it with, if anything happens at that week with the tour and now live or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is. And, you know, like the live, live tour that started, and there was a lot of controversy around it, but man, is it formulated some amazing content. Like I haven't had as much fun as I've had in the last couple months, like making content around this stuff because, you know, it's, it's funny. Like there, it's like real world stuff, humor, and you see drama and golf where you really never yeah. have before. Right. You've had kind of this like fake drama with Bryson and Brooks and, you know, I've had some beef with in the past, like Tiger and Phil, but it's like how much of that is made up, you know, through the media to create right. some type, some type of needle mover where this is like real world stuff. People are genuinely upset and angry about it. Very passionate, uh, opinionated. And so, you know, I'm no more than like a golf.com or golf digest where I'm going to make memes that report on relative and like things that are topical in the game right now. And that's live, you know? And so it's funny. Like you get a lot of people who are like, Oh dude, you're going to be live memes now. Are you going to do this? Or did you get paid by the Saudis? And I'm like, dude, I wish I got paid by the Saudis. I definitely (laughs) wish I did. Uh, You know, that'd be great, but I did not, but it's just, listen, like, just like, you know, you've got other media people that are there. Like, you know, they've given me some access to go see some of that stuff, but the content has been incredible, funny, and you just got to be kind of quick witted, but you know, it's just been fun. I got a, a dry twisted sense of humor. So I'm able to kind of express that through memes, which is fun. And it, it's an art to like be funny, but, and, and be edgy, but not take it too far. Have you ever had it where one is like, you send it out and you're like, Oh shoot, maybe that one was a little bit too much. <laughs> like, have you yeah. ever regretted a meme? Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably probably half a dozen or so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's been there's been a couple that I've at people, yes, that I've been like disappointed. I'm like, oh man, that was probably too far. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's been some that just have been like too too edgy. Um, that I've just you know you, you try to push the boundaries, but you get a lot of inspiration from from other creators. Uh, there's so many meme pages that are out there and i you know i used to find myself traveling all the time alone in hotel rooms and i'd go to meme pages and and laugh out loud like reading something because it related to me personally or maybe a group of friends or you know your your spouse or something you'd you'd forward that to and you get a good laugh together and that's what you try to do is there's some meme stuff that i've done where it's been like some shock value stuff that's like Mm -hmm. whoa you don't see that in golf but but that's been what's cool about this though is like PGA memes has been different. Uh, it's, it pushes the boundaries of, of what you think in golf, trying to bring fun and humor to it in a different way. But, you know, with some of the new newly created stuff like home course and our charity series, like, you know, it, it touches on lines of seriousness as well. So it kind of, it can appeal to, you know, all kinds of people, but it's not for your, you know, your, your faint, faint of heart, right? Like there's been right, some people right. who are your golf traditionalists that are, I can't believe you posted that or you did this. And it's like, Hey, I'm sorry. Like, if you look at the whole body of work, like it's all yeah. for fun. It's all for fun and games. But you know, you're going to definitely upset some people for sure. And, yeah. and how about some of these these guys that are like low hanging fruit to get mocked? I mean, you've had fun with let's let's just pick one, Patrick Reed. I mean, does he a know that you are the guy behind it? And what's the relationship like? So that's a that's a funny one to call because Patrick Reed was obviously like public enemy number one for a lot of people. And like him and Smiley Kaufman, I would say were the two people who I'd make most jokes about. Mm -hmm. Um, I became kind of buddies with Kessler, his brother-in-law and his caddy 
over the last year and a half or so, he was just like super nice guy. Like, you know, would laugh at some of the jokes. We had some back and forth too. Like we're, listen, if, if like Smiley had a, a week where he made the cut, I was quick to make fun of myself um, and make right. a joke where Smiley was kind of coming back at me. And, you know, I want to be fair. There's some times I've certainly crossed the line with both of those guys. Um, but I got to meet Patrick last fall in, in Las Vegas. We were at the CJ cup and he came up. Oh, Kessler came up to me and then Patrick followed. And, you know, he's like, oh, so you're the guy with all the big funny jokes. And, and I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, and I just, I, I, I said, listen, I go, I apologize. I've, I've definitely crossed the line with you. Um, but, you know, you, you've done some stuff as well. It's, you know, I've got to make some jokes around it, you know, and I, and I can, I will continue to as well. But I'm like, you know, nothing personal. I want to take back anything that I did there. You know, I, I you know, sorry about that. And we just had a good conversation and he like killed me with kindness. He was like one of the nicest guys I'd, really met on tour and mm-hmm. it kind of threw me back for something. I was like, is this just a show? Like, why is this guy being so nice to me? And then fast forward about a month later, maybe two months later, I see him again in, in Saudi. Cause I went out with um, an agency out there to go cover the Saudi in, in, uh, international and got to spend some time with him and Kessler again, and a bunch of other guys, but I ended up walking nine holes with Reed and we just were talking and I was just like, this is weird. Like it's like one of the nicest guys and it made me feel really bad. Like how much I've made fun of him and, and what I've done and just like, Oh man. So I just, I'm like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to hold tough. I'm trying to hold tough. I'm like, listen, I'm still going to make fun of him and other people if they do something stupid, you know, but I'm not going to go deliberately out of my way to, right. to post something about Patrick Reed. But I think the straw that broke the camel's back is we were doing some interviews around the masters at, um, in Austin during the match play. And I rented a hotel. I had a or a, ho- a room in a hotel where we had people kind of funnel in and out. And we had all the big stars come. Like we had John Rom, Tony Finau, we had like Leishman. We had Hoagie came. We had a bunch of all these guys that were were playing in that week's event. We were talking to them about you know playing in the Masters. We had two videos. We had one of Masters champions, and then another of guys trying to win their their first Masters. So we even had like Ben Crenshaw come through, <clears throat> and some of the guys. So it was. It was really cool, but Patrick Reed was one of them I reached out to because I wanted to have another Masters champion that was playing in the field. And I felt with our interactions that we had recently that, you know, he may come and say yes, and and he did. And so I was like, all right, so we're going to do some content with Patrick Reed, and here we go. And so he calls me like 10 minutes before he's supposed to be here, and I'm like, oh, he's probably canceling, you know, or something. (laughs) And he's like, "Hey, Trav. He's like, I'm I'm going through Starbucks right now. What, what's your order? What do you want?" And Get I'm out like, of here. <laughs> I'm like, "What?" That's good. And so he takes my order and brings me my coffee, and I'm like, "Dude, okay." I'm like, "I just like that was the moment where I'm like, dude, I'm such an asshole." I was like, "All the stuff <laughs> I've done with this guy, you know." <laughs> I love though for a moment you thought like this was his long game to finally get you back that he's going to cancel like ten minutes before. That's funny. Yeah. But so well, what, might I, we see it come full circle? Might we see him on home course? I don't know. We'll see. We're, we're we talked about it in Portland, even just about doing some content together. But I think home course would be cool. Uh, we're going to launch a new series too. That's like it's going to be fun, but less invasive than home course because you know, understandably, not a lot of people want to show off their homes or you know their private life. But uh, so I, we've been getting some some uh, dead ends with some people, but they want to do content. So it was mm-hmm. kind of like, all right, how can we think quick on our feet to create? maybe a new series that's less invasive, but can be still great for the audience to watch. And so 
I feel like if we're not going to do a home course with him, we can do something like that. So cool. stay tuned yeah. for sure. We we definitely will. And and tell us a little bit more. Let this is a good segue to talk about home course how that kind of came about i mean we for years mike and i have been saying like we used to like love guilty pleasure was was cribs, cribs. right and we were like mtv cribs why is no one doing with this with pga tour players so it was like refreshing to see when you did it and i can imagine the the why is probably there's a lot of challenges as you were starting to say but it's some of the most entertaining stuff out there i mean it's just so great to like kind of humanize these guys take a look inside i mean in a way it's it's like uh it seems unreachable how amazing their homes are but the personalities themselves they seem very relatable i think my favorite one was jason day i've i've been a long time jason day fan i think he's one of the most genuine best guys on tour and i'm always rooting for him to come back and and be playing well again but uh you could feel that in the tour and you know even having unfortunately his mother's recently passed but his mother there and and just uh but um I just think it's great content. I'd just love to know a little bit more about how that kind of started. Yeah. I mean, so I've always loved cribs as well. I mean, there's some great videos that, you know, you go back and I, when I was starting this, uh, you know, trying to get a vision like really off the ground, I went back and watched some of the old hits of cribs and took me back for sure. Some great memories. And, yeah. but I wanted it to be different though. Like I wanted it to be where, you know, we could showcase these personalities and not just make it to where it was, um, you know, chauvinistic or, you know, people just being, you know, Hey, this is all my great stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's like, there's a little bit of that, like on like the Pat Perez episode where, you know, they have some crazy stuff and they spend their money differently. And, you know, they, they love to like entertain. And so like that episode definitely had more like cribs vibes to it. Yep. But for me, like I really wanted it to be where, you know, we could show these people in a different light because in golf, one thing that they have a disadvantage of is that, you know, when they're on, you know, it's football and basketball and all that stuff. I mean, they're playing as well, but they can be more vocal, right? You can see their emotion more with golf. It's, you know, they're pretty straight laced. They're pretty, you know, dialed in and you're not hearing them talk very much. There's like very little caddy interaction and some of that, you know, mic'd up could be unfavorable for them. doesn't really show really exactly who they are. And their press conferences are very dry and scripted too. And so it's like, and I, I got around a lot of these guys personally at some of these events and couldn't believe how different they were than from what I expected them to be, just from what I've seen on TV and read in the media or whatnot. And so to me, like, although I wanted it to be a great show for, for PGA memes and the brand and stuff, I one of the biggest things that can, came out of it for me was I wanted it to be something that could be good and favorable for the people who agreed to be a part of it. And it has been. It's been pretty cool to see, like, you know, Thousands of people say, you know, I didn't really know anything about Mark Leishman, but man, what a great guy. And like, dude, yeah. he's like one of us, like what a stud. And now they root for Mark or, you know, they, the next time mm-hmm. they see Mark out on the course, you know, they're, oh, there's that guy. Like, I, I love that guy. Like, he's so cool. Like family guy, you know, he's just, he lives in kind of a, a regular neighborhood. He's down to earth, um, owns a brewery, you know, like these stories that could come out in a different way on a different platform. Um, that aren't PGA tour platforms. I feel like it comes out more genuine as well. Yeah. So it's been pretty cool to see. And like the more they've come to come out, more people have trusted to be a part of it. Cause like, that's the biggest struggle you guys that I've come across as I've transitioned to creating content beyond like memes is people trusting me or my ability to do something like at that high of level, because you know, I'm not stupid. Like you look at it, it's, it's PGA memes, you know, it's like, right. it is, 
you hear it and what do you expect out of that? You know, you, you expect it to be kind of funny content, um, not really well buttoned up or put together. And maybe the right. person behind it is a little bit of a little crazy or something. But, you know, I've, that's one thing I've just continued to like to prove is, hey, like I'm actually been in business for a long time, been an entrepreneur for a long time and done a lot of good stuff and also just truly respect and um, you know, care about your image. So like, we're not going to do anything that's going to embarrass you. We have a great production team that's going to put together high quality stuff. And so like Jason day is a really good friend of mine and that worked out well to where we could have him be our pilot episode. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I'm friends with leash and Pat Perez and like, you know, cam. So we got those guys to agree to do it out of my friendships with them. And what was great is as we started doing those, I could kind of share some of that content with other people to say like, Hey, this is what we've done. And it opened up doors to, to bigger things that are coming to and bigger guests. And it's just, so it's, uh, you know, thankful for how it all came together, but it's been fun to do. Cause it's like you go into these properties and get to see how these guys live and yeah. their way of life. It's, it's really cool, man. And it's, it's made me appreciate them as golfers and I've became bigger fans of each and every one of them that I've gone to for sure. You know, what's funny is uh, the day after Cam won the players, we get a call from our Titleist rep, and they were like, uh, you guys got Cam as an interview today for 10 minutes. And I'm like, great. Now I got to research him. So your episode with Cam was one of my huge research. Just that I was able to ask questions about his Porsche that he wanted to buy and stuff. So it was super helpful, and it was a great episode. But but what's what's next? I mean, how many, how many seasons are done, and, and what's next? Any names you can tease or what, what's going on there? Yeah, so we we did an initial six episode run, mm -hmm. um, uh, and it went great. Uh, it was exciting to see the guys that we got, and we kind of mixed it up a little bit where we had some some stars that have won a bunch on tour, major champs. We had some up and comers. We had some, you know, we had Rory Sabatini on there, who's kind of like on the tail end of his PGA Tour career, going to be mm -hmm. going into the ch Champions Tour, um, you know silver medalist so it was cool to go through and have an interview around that talk about yeah. the olympics and then we got chris como in there you know he has he has his living room lab he lives right here in dallas by me so it's kind of cool to show some of that <clears throat> so it was you know taking that back to see kind of where we were um we stepped into this new run of episodes and we got you know greg norman to come on and talk about you know his storied career and his new venture with live mm -hmm. um we've got a few other tour guys in so we're we're about four or five episodes into this next run. We got another okay. five more that we're going to be uh, putting out throughout the end of the year. And one thing we did recently, you know, with Johnny Damon is just started to incorporate some of these pro athletes that love golf. Yeah. And that's something I had a vision for too, is I wanted it to be not just golf because I mean, one, you could potentially run out of people who you can have um, as guests, but second, you know, you've got people out there, that love golf, that having these incredible homes and have these incredible stories about their careers, whether it was sport they were in or not, but how golf came into the mix. And I think it kind of, that kind of content appeals to the average golf consumer more just because, you know, like Brent, so Brian Urlacher is going to be here, a future guest here coming up. And, you know, he's so passionate about golf. He was just out the ACC championship up in Tahoe. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to learn more about that. I mean, here's this big old linebacker that everybody feared for so many years in the NFL, you know, and it's like when playing in his playing time, like you never could really imagine him swinging golf clubs and stuff. But now that's just what he does. And so I just want to learn a little bit more about what he loves about golf, how it relates to my love for golf and, you know, 
just how he goes about his game and, and all that stuff and just talk some stuff about his, his career in the NFL as well. So, But we've got him coming up shortly. Uh, we're going to be doing John Rahm's home, which is going to be really cool. Sweet. Um, yeah, so we've got some really good guests coming up. And then we have a few series that uh, we're going to be launching in, a, in addition to home course. So we'll have more regular content appearing on our YouTube channel and uh, hopefully have some fun with it. Yeah, well, no doubt you kicked it off the right way. I mean, you, you hit a nerve of, of what people were looking for because you did something that very few can do and took a brand new YouTube channel. You know, at the time, I would, I think it just launched. I don't remember seeing the channel before Home Course, you know, but just to millions of views like on these on these videos. So no doubt, you know, it, it, it hit a nerve. He had the right content at the right time. So I, I commend you on that. Frank, you know, what one of the names is in my mind that Travis, you should look into. I mean, you probably have already, but uh, CC Sabathia. Here's yeah, a guy that would be pretty cool. who lives in a gazillion dollar home right down the road in Alpine from here. Yeah. And he's huge into golf, storied career, baseball, World Series champ. But it's it's endless. I love that you could just bring these other outsiders who aren't golfers who just have a passion for it, like Johnny. I think that's brilliant. I yeah. love it. Well, it's like I what Travis it. said. Like so it's so relatable because yeah. so many, even Travis yourself, like getting into golf later mm-hmm. in life, like playing other sports growing up and then getting into golf. Same thing with some of these guys who are pro ball players and then they get into golf right. later. It's just such a relatable experience. Um but let's let's just switch gears and talk a little bit about the PGA Memes Challenge too. Again, like I said, there's so many different things that you're doing right now. The PGA Memes Challenge is, is a big one. I, I want you to talk about the motivation of that because it's incredible what you're doing, especially with Play Yellow and the the charity is part of that. But there's no doubt there's a that's a lot of work that goes into putting these together. And as a, as a person who's already very busy and and more and more content opportunities are coming up. You know, it's a commitment that you that you do these challenges. So, so tell us a little bit about that and 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 why you know why you do the the tournaments and, and what's and, the relationship like with Jack as well? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, so it was, uh, you know, really like a two prong mission at first because like I wanted to have these events and I wanted to have something where I could bring people together um, and just have fun. We were, I would do quarterly events in my last job where we'd bring like 300 people together and we'd have like a day day or two sales conference and we'd have a bunch of motivational speakers and, you know, public speaking is something I did a ton in the past with, with my last career. And I always loved these events as we came together. We just had tons of fun, got to learn a lot of new trades, a lot of new things, but also just make, cultivate great relationships. And so for me, golf has been great in terms of like meeting new people and, you know, expanding my my knowledge of a lot of stuff beyond golf. Cause when you're, when you're golfing, you talk about so many things. I mean, the conversations are so wide ranging. Right. And, uh, I, I was like, man, I want to do some type of series, but I also just, we got to start with one to see, cause I'd never actually ran a golf tournament. Mm-hmm. So we just did one here in Dallas and it was really successful. So much fun. And then, um, I, 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 I loved it, but I wanted to do another one um, close to home again just to see. So we did the second one in Dallas, and it was like the week before the world shut down with COVID. Mm-hmm. So we got all out of momentum, had a lot of success with the second one, and the world just kind of shut down. And so it kind of pre- uh, prevented me from wanting to like blow up the series and do something with it. But, you know, it was, it was mostly about, you know, let's just bring some people together. Let's have fun and golf. doesn't need to be a shot like a – it doesn't have to be like keg stands and partying and you know stuff like that, but it also doesn't need to be very buttoned up and serious where people are like going to win and, you know, shoot a certain score. 
I wanted to find something middle of the pack. But the great thing about golf, and this comes, you know, what we're talking about other athletes, the biggest like method of fundraising really out there is these golf tournaments. I mean, even pro baseball players and basketball players and boxers and you name it are doing golf tournaments. And it's just such a fun way to bring people together and, you know, play for a cause and learn about a cause and, and become more aware of people's needs out there in the world. And so for me, I have kids, I have children. Um, I've had friends who have kids who needed support, you know, whether it's an early age around birth or it's been just at the toddler ages or whatnot, where, you know, you need the best, you know, medicine, doctors, facilities as possible. And so for me, it was like a no brainer to work with, you know, children's hospitals. And I had a friend, Kara Dixon, who was doing some stuff with Play Yellow. And I was noticing some of the stuff that she was doing around the PGA, um, the PGA show that you referenced earlier. Mm -hmm. And so I reached out and just asked some questions about who, who she was working with and what they were all about. And real quickly, uh, liked everything I heard. Obviously, the ties with Jack made it feel like it was very credible and, and something that, you know, I could put my name behind and feel comfortable about because, you know, fundraising, you got to be careful, like, who the money's going to and all that. Yeah. So. So for me, it was a slow starting thing. The first event we did, it was like 10 grand. And then I think the second one's around the same. And to me, like those are the biggest checks I've ever cut to charity before. I was, you know, yeah. so I was pretty happy, but you, you see what other people are doing within that group. Uh, and you're like, wow, that's nothing. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break from our interview with Travis to talk about this week's sponsors. And you guys got to check out that new premiere series from foot joy. It's the most played shoe on tour. I'm, no doubt, sure, you're going to see quite a bit of it uh, this week at the Open. Oh, yeah. You're going to see quite a few guys rocking them. It's worn by the likes of 2022 players champ Cam Smith, who also is Zach's pick this week. Is that why you bought him, Zach? You, know you just bought a pair of premieres, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I just bought the coolest pair of premieres that maybe have ever been sold. The all white, the, white. The white with the blue speckle sole. They're like, sick. Oh, They're wait. so great. I mean, guys like JT, Homa, Horsel, yeah. Adam Scott, Webb, Poulter, many, many more. Uh, and the collection is so many of the design and material characteristics you would expect with a classically styled shoe uh, from that premium uh, waterproof leathers, uh, natural leather welts, and a great details that exude craftsmanship. That's what I love about them. They just look like such a classic shoe, but yet they, they have the feel of a modern oh, shoe. Yeah. They're just so mm -hmm. comfortable out there. Amazing tra traction, great stability, lighter weight, and a modern twist to a classic silhouette is what makes the Premier Series collection so unique. Learn more about the Premier Series. Go to footjoy.com and, and get your hands on them. Zach knows firsthand. They, they sell out quick. They are no doubt you know some of the hottest shoes out there this summer. Yeah, I barely got mine. Barely mm. got them in under the wire. So yeah, Like if 30 you're waiting, seconds more and they were sold out. Yeah, yeah don't, don't wait. Don't play the waiting game because it, it's, it's not a game you're going to win on these. They're just too popular. And the Premier Series, like I said, keep an eye for them at the Open this week. Um, also want to thank Rapsodo. You know, have you pulled your, the trigger on a mobile launch monitor yet? The, the Rapsodo mobile launch monitor gives you all the metrics you want. So we've been using it a lot. Distance, ball speed, club, uh, club speed, launch angle, just to name a few. But what I love most is the data visualizations. We just did yeah, a whole video packed. on that. Mm -hmm. And it's 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 remarkable the amount of data that you're getting out of a device that is so portable, so small, so affordable, which we'll talk about quickly in a second. But you get all that, bring it to the range, level it up. 
you get um, one of our favorites is that shot dispersion. We were just talking about dispersion. It's a visual overlay of every shot you hit on the range, color coded for each club, pinpoint distance and accuracy. You can optimize your club gapping. This is all built right into the app that comes with the Rapsoda Mobile Launch Monitor. You can dial your wedges, really fine tune your driver fairway woods. You can use it indoors outdoors it's really a year-long tool it's extremely portable as i mentioned before and you can build these custom practice plans uh really strengthens your you know strengths and and helps you work on your weaknesses so again we've said so many times practice with a purpose this is a tool that's gonna really help you do that so check out the rapsoda mobile launch monitor and get this guys use code golficity mlm all lowercase golficity mlm the discount's incredible 100 bucks. You are not going to find a better discount anywhere. Use Golf is the MLM. It brings this thing down to 399. Did Great. you ever in your life think you'd be paying 399 for a launch monitor that did all no. those things? Me no. either. I mean, you're in rangefinder territory. Yeah, you are. For a launch it's monitor. A it's a lot of tech. Off. It's it's pretty incredible. And it's a launch monitor that, you know, stacks up. Yeah, we, we played against Mascari. We did a quick uh, long drive with him. He was like impressed. There's a guy who's been around golf for years. He's like, wow, it just fires up that quick. Well, you know, so many people, you're used to the launch monitors, the tech and, and the expense and the size. Right. Now you're looking at it, you're like, that thing's a launch yeah, monitor? It just came out of your bag. 399 right. It's incredible. Uh, you know, we, we can benefit from the advancements in tech. That's yeah, for sure. for sure. And and before we get you guys back to Travis, just want to thank Precision Pro. We've been using them all year. Loving the products. It started with the R1. They they just launched the NX10, which is their customizable range finder. Uh, build quality changes they put in. They upgraded internals, which is lightning quick target lock. It's the fastest range finder that I've used. Uh, improved HD optics. So here it comes. Um, it's, so you got, uh, love the way it feels in your hands. Super durable. Take a look at this here. Um, interchangeable plates. Guys, check this out. Now, if oh, you want interchangeable, you've got the margarita plate. Check this out. <laughs> That's great. You've got the coral, which I'm digging. Yeah. You know, you're playing somewhere kind of cool. You go with the coral. And these are magnetic. They slap right on where this white part is. So you kind of match it. Check that one out. Yeah. Right there. And then this one would be rocking a lot and whistling. American flag. Pretty cool. And, uh, and another coral here. Most customizable rangefinder ever. You know, and you can design it. You can actually customize the inset here and the, the front plate uh, if you want to get a different color. And stay tuned because we're actually going to be, oh, I'll take these from you. We're going to be doing a Golficity branded one. Yeah, I'm which so is for that. stoked. Oh, yes, they look really cool. They're in production right now. We're looking at them. So PPG Precision Pro Golf, they offer an ever-growing collection of these plates. New designs are always coming out. Super easy to snap on, magnetic. Uh, mix and match your designs to create a new style. And the last thing I'll leave you with is their amazing care package. They offer free battery replacements for life, two-year warranty on their rangefinder, some of the best customer service in the industry, 90-day return policy, free shipping. And get this, if you use our code GOLFICITY at checkout, you're going to get 20 bucks off this nx10 go check it out swing with confidence hit more greens precision pro golf all right guys let's get back to travis but you know the charity events have been been pretty cool to see like we're now you know 50 to 60 70 thousand dollars an event that we do that we're able to give back to the charity yeah that's great and we did a pledge for a million dollars that's going to go to the expansion of the plano campus here in texas um and they're going to be doing a they're going to be giving us kind of like a a playroom, if you will, that's going to be named after uh, our kids, which is pretty cool. That's and awesome. the room right next to it is actually Jordan Spieth's room. So it's it's pretty cool to see how that's all coming together, and you know, to have to be a part of something like that that's like bigger than you. And like guys, I went to this thing. They actually Children's Hospital held this event at um, the Ranger Stadium here in Dallas, probably like three weeks ago, and 
I went and just spoke on it a little bit about like what I'm doing from a fundraising perspective. And like, they surprised me with this video where they had kids from the hospital, like thanking me and stuff. And like, I just oh, instantly nice. went to tears, man. Yeah. I was just like insane. Cause like, you, you know, you say oh, it's for the kids and you see a picture and you know, whatever. And like, as, as much as I've been in the weeds on this thing, I haven't necessarily been able to go to the hospital or do any visits because of, you know, COVID protocols and stuff that are even right. still in place today. And so, and that, you know, we've talked about it, but to see that like, was just like, whoa, it hit, hit you like a sack of rocks where you're just like, okay, this is, this is real. And you really are making an impact. And so it's been pretty cool. Cause like, we've been able to give back. We've been able to, to do some really cool stuff, have some great days. And there's been a lot of friendships that I've made from these events you know, over the last couple of years. So we've got two done so far this year. We've got two more that we're planning, you know, for the rest of this year. And we'll probably yeah. keep it at that. We'll probably keep it about four events a year and touch the different corners of the country so that a wide ranging of people can come and, and have fun. Well, we, we can speak to it firsthand because we got, you know, the incredible opportunity to be at your, your Bedminster event. And it's like, I would say, I mean, you and I have been done, done a lot of a lot tournaments of we've been to. Yeah. And char- it's like nothing else out there. You know, it's just, it, you, it's so well put together. It's so much fun. And I do like the, the brands, they just, they feel a part of it. Yeah, you know what it. I mean? It really does feel like everybody's invested. Everybody's kind of going towards that same goal. And, and we just had fun out there. We I mean, had, we're launching air cannons on a right. whole. It was just a fun <laughs> event. It was well run. I mean, it just felt like it went off without a hitch. The food, the dinner, the awards, just, you know, I know a lot goes into that. And again, like we said, we've been to a lot of these events. They, they, they haven't lived up to this level. Yeah, it so, was just incredible. So you, where man. are some of the other venues coming up? So we'll, we'll have Los Angeles in August, and then we're going to do West Palm in uh, Florida in October. So it's October. And we've, been, and we've been talking to some group. I mean, if we add a fifth one, we'd probably do it up in Canada. Um, I've got a friend up there that owns several courses, and we're talking about maybe doing one up there. But um, still kind of in the works. But those two are for sure on the books for, for the rest of this year. And then we'll just uh, we'll get dialed in for the following year. But it, it, they're just tons of fun, man. I we just want to go out and have fun. There's still people who go to them that like, you know, want to win and they do everything they possibly can to win. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but it's about just showing up and having a good day, getting to meet some cool people and then raise money for a great cause. So it's, that's what it's all about. And we've been able to, I think, make it fun, but we're always trying to make them better every time we go too. So. Yeah. It's just an incredible event. And the, the other thing that I wanted to, to talk to you a little bit about before we let you go is, um, your involvement with live. Like I said, I know you joked around. Some people say like, uh, where's live memes. When's that coming out? But, um, you've had one opportunity, you know, that, that a lot of us have not yet have, and that's to be at an event. You were at the event in London. Um, you were at Portland as well, right? Did you make that to Portland? Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now two events under your belt, you know, as you said, it's a very polarizing thing. And a lot of people, a lot of people are speaking about it yet not having experienced it themselves. So tell us a little bit about you, you know, somebody who has had firsthand experience. What was it like being at a, a live event? You know, what was it like being on the inside there? Yeah, honestly, it was, it was, it was incredible. Um, my expectations for it weren't super high, just given to uh, knowing all that it takes to put into these events. I mean, you talk yeah. about everything it takes to put on a PJ memes challenge event. I mean, think about a tour event that goes, um, goes on, especially your first one. There's so many pieces that go into that. So it was kind of like, all right, what to expect? Um, you know, there's probably gonna be some things that don't look and feel right, but you know, it's the first one, give them a hall pass. 
but everything from the the draft party to from Tuesday down to the pro am, which we got to participate in, to you know the actual tournament, um, the hospitality, the fan zone. I mean, everything was done like top notch. I mean, there wasn't a a detail spared. Um, so they they did a phenomenal job. I was really impressed. The players were impressed. The caddies the caddies were overly impressed because the, the treatment that they were getting is top notch compared to what they experience on a traditional tour stop where yeah. a lot of places aren't even allowed to be in the clubhouse or anything like that. It's pretty crazy, but they, uh, you know, it was just a great experience and the opportunity to be there was, was really special. I mean, for me, I did some content with Greg, uh, in 2019 and him and his team were incredible. Uh, it's, it's funny. Some of the most successful people and the biggest personalities that I've worked with have been the easiest to work with and the most, most efficient and, uh, just easy. And Greg mm. fit that bill. And that just goes to show why a lot of them, I think, are super successful in their life. It's, they have a great team around them. You know, they're diligent, they're respectful. And, you know, I, we just had a great experience and we've had a relationship since then. And when we started, um, we kind of linked up at the Ryder Cup last year. And since then, a lot of this talk about live has continued to surface and I've just kind of been privy to some of it. And then we filmed home course, uh, had a great time there and I've just been kind of close to it and developed that friendship with Greg and some of his team members. So when I got you know invited to come out there to London, play in the pro-am, you know, it made sense. I had some family out there as well that same time. So it was like, let's go take a look at it and check it out. And, you know, I, I'm playing in a program this week for the PGA Tour up at Barracuda. But until that moment, I'd never played or been invited to play in a program before. So the first invitation I'd gotten was from Liv, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, I was grateful for. I mean, to get to go play in a program, you know, at any time, you know, even get invited is, is something to be excited about. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as far as a content creator goes, they really want to try to change the uh, – the, the the mo there because what you see with the tour i don't know if you guys have been to any tour stops and have been yeah. credentialed or just you know it's yeah, just tough. a nightmare like yeah, what you can or cannot do nightmare. yeah like i got paid i'll give you an example so that event that i got paid to go to at cj cup in vegas i mean i got paid to go to it by cj and bb go and um you know it wasn't like i mean it was decent money and i wasn't the only person who got paid to go there and I had all these grand plans to like do these, these content pieces with players, whether it's like at a tee box as they're coming around on a Tuesday or catch up with them on the putting green or something like that. Definitely not be during tournament play by any means. Just this is like Tuesday, Wednesday activity. Well, all of it got shut down in the last hour because, you know, CJ did not necessarily have the, the power that they would normally have in, on, on Korean soil versus playing here in the United States. The PGA Tour really kind of took over. And so all of the content we were planning to shoot virtually went to went out the window. Mm. And all I could do really was like post that I was there and post stuff about the fan zone. And there were about four fans there when I was there uh, <laughs> on a Thursday. So it was like, you guys, it was like, I mean, listen, I took, take the money. Great. You know, and it was, it was cool. I got to talk to some of the guys and stuff while I was there, but like, I didn't get to do anything. Yeah, right. That was and worthwhile. You, you for feel my... guilty when you can't make you're getting paid. You can't make the content that you know would perform. Yeah. That's well, tough. and now it's like I, I built a good relationship, I think, with the people there. But like, I don't know if they'll have me back next year because I'm sure I'm certain they didn't get the return on their investment because right. 
we weren't allowed to really do what we thought we could do. And then also, the, I mean, it was this is the part that really kind of infuriated me was you had players coming up to me like, oh, dude, I didn't know you were going to be here. So what are we going to do? What kind of content are you going to shoot? I mean, they're like I'm getting to the point where the brand is, is now a, a recognizable brand and people are comfortable with it. They're comfortable with me. And so I've got this golden goose opportunity where I'm there. I can film content. I had a camera guy with me and I couldn't do anything with yep. it. You know, yeah. it's just like, I'm like, this is crazy. So I thought outside the box, I got to shoot some content with like Ian Poulter, Mark Leishman, and I had them shoot their content from their hotel rooms and then provide it to me. So it wasn't on grounds at right. the summit club. And that, that was my way of circumventing their rules to get some type of player related content. And it was just like, ridiculous and so with live you know they're just like hey what do you need you know and i've got you know, inside the ropes access to where i can literally be walking hand in hand with dustin johnson during the final round of the tournament you know and or you know and, and like you've got to be a certain person where you're not gonna you know take advantage of that and do something right wrong you know and, and, and honestly like that's not the content i want to do on pj memes anyways is be inside the ropes like that's just kind of like a an added benefit to me like a, a cool experience but I can be inside the ropes on that Tuesday, Wednesday, and I can film whoever I wanted and come around, ask them some fun, fun questions, create some real content with them. That's not only going to help PJ memes, but it's going to help the live tour. It's going to help the player. It's going to help whoever the caddy, whoever it is that I'm working with. It's going to be good for everybody. And ultimately that's going to be good for golf. And I just don't understand where the PJ tour feels like shooting content like that is going to be disruptive of their media rights or, or whatever. I, I just, I still don't understand it. They've definitely, come a long way i think since live has emerged um but i I think it's just too far gone i think what you're going to see is there's going to be more and more open invitations for people like me and you and others to go to these live events and do really what you want and create really cool content that's going to benefit not only you but them and you're going to build a loyal following yeah, and the, and the players. I mean, because a lot of the players listen, they get they get it. They get how important content is now. They want they want that exposure too. They want to be a part of it, and their hands are often as tied as ours are. Yeah, I mean, Bryson had his entire content crew up in Portland, uh, you know, doing their thing, and you know, I'm sure other players will start continuing to do that. You know, and follow suit. Maybe not as at that level, but you know, something there. But it's just. It's a whole different vibe, man. I'll tell you what. Yeah. I mean, both of the events have been put together really well. You know, I mean, I think the media, like, you have your narrative and what you're saying. I think some of the stuff coming out is just really ridiculous, in my opinion. But, I mean, everyone's going to have their own opinion. I think it's unfair that people are going after and attacking, you know, the individual players. But Because, I mean, at the end of the day, the money that they're getting, the guarantees that they're receiving – there's so many pros as to why they've made this decision versus cons. It's ridiculous. And yeah. I think ultimately you've already seen it now too, with like Rory's uh, tune changing to where he's saying the tours need to come together and speak. Yep. That's literally Jay Monahan talking. I mean, I think you, you have Rory and you have JT and these guys are virtual like puppets of Jay Monahan at this point, you know, with their talking points. And when he announced this new series that the PJ Tour is going to be launching, I mean, it virtually ripped all of those talking points apart. Right. Where it was just about money and a cash grab and trophies and whatever. It even put his biggest champions like Rory in a bad spot because here's a guy who's saying, we're not playing for the money. It's not the money. And then they release this big money tour. And the guy's yeah. like, Rory's got to be like, well, now I, I can't even really participate there because you make it make me look bad because I've been saying it's not about the money all this time. I, I just think that if the PGA Tour had had a little bit more foresight 
they should have seen this coming and should have made the changes well in advance. And and then it would have been a little bit less on their heels with what they're doing now. Yeah. But Yeah, no, and that was probably one of my favorite memes I made as I made a fake news story that JT and Rory came out and said they wouldn't play in the new PGA Tour series because it was about money and, <laughs> and they, they play for trophies. And, you know, it's like, it's like right. that's their narrative. And, and honestly, I like Rory and JT, but they've become less likable through this whole period because it's like, and listen, it's not their fault solely too, because these are the questions the media is asking continuously. Right. Um, I'm starting to see in the comments and whenever like the golf digest or someone posts something about live, the comments are starting to grow tired. They're, they're tired of the narrative. They're tired of hearing about this. They're ready to move on. Um, the majors accepting the live players to continue to play has definitely normalized it. I think a little bit for, for the golf fans. So you're going to see these live players, you know, they played in Scotland last week. They're going to play this week in Scotland at the open. Um, it, I don't know. The whole thing is just weird, but you can tell that the narrative has changed. They understand that live is real. Um, yeah. They obviously have an endless amount of money that's backing them and they're doing it the right way. I mean, listen, if this was all about like sports washing, they're doing a bad job. I mean, at the end of the day, there's not one thing that they're talking about with Saudi whatsoever. And if it weren't for the traditional media, always reminding everybody that it's a Saudi backed league, I think that a lot of the general population wouldn't even know it. Um, Probably not. Because no, because it's just live golf and it's just branded live golf. There's no corporate sponsors or anything right now. You're getting uh, commercial free viewer uh, viewing of the, the rounds, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. I haven't really been able to watch much of the broadcast, but what I have seen has been been pretty cool. From what I've heard, it improved a lot from London to Portland, and will continue to, to improve from there. But I don't know. I, I think it's good for golf. I can't blame the players one bit for doing what they did. Um, and there'll be more that follows. I mean, there's a lot of big names that are still out there, and sure. I, I know they're going to be releasing names every event as this thing continues to move forward. And I think what you ultimately will see is somehow these guys working together in some capacity, but it's just like – at that point, it's just kind of crazy that it had to go through all of this, right? Yeah, it is. Right. But like for like from we we agree from a content creator standpoint, it's refreshing to see a tour that's willing to work a little bit more to a more of a modern standard when it comes to content. And one thing I'll say is that all the people we've worked with at the PGA Tour are great people. I, I think what they're just doing is they're just having to play by the rules set forth by the higher ups. You know, the content people at the PGA Tour. All nice people, but the rules are just so archaic. I mean, I'll tell you a funny story. We we played, or Mike played in the the Bay Hill Pro Am um, years ago. What year was that? Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen, and you know this is a pro am, so it's not even broadcast, right? And all we wanted to do was make some fun content around it, just show people what it would be like to play in a pro am. You know, there's so many people who will never get that opportunity, and we just wanted to share it. Well, I'll tell you, the rules that we went through to film anything they haven't do that. <laughs> We're talking iPhone only, iPhone only 60 total seconds of golf action, which would be just Mike only, me Mike only, only, right? No players, no players swings and no players voices. I'm like, people are going to think we weren't even there. I think we still made a killer video though, but it was, it was we limited. Still, we still had fun with it. But even with all of that too, talk about like from a, from a revenue standpoint, we ended up having to pay the PGA tour, the license fee to even publish it on our YouTube. We didn't make a cent off that. We paid them wow. for a year's licensing fee just to put it out there. So 
for our standpoint, it's refreshing to hear that there's a possibility to be able to create this content and do those types of things because it's just, I think those are the stuff that helps grow the game. Like you get people's excitement up. Like, hey, this is what it's like. Let me take you inside to show you what it's like to play in a pro-am and walk alongside. We played with Molinari that day. Mm-hmm. Walk alongside somebody like that caliber. So in that way, I, I, I think we all think it's refreshing. We haven't had our chance to, to get to a live event ourselves, but I'm sure... I'm hoping the Jersey one coming up. Will you be there? Are you going to be a bed mister? Uh, possibly. I'm not 100% yet, but I possibly would be there. But that should be a great event. Um, more more big players. They'll be probably signing up and playing there. But, yeah, I mean, if you guys can check it out, I definitely would. Um, sure. It's just it's it's just a different vibe, and I think it's just going to push the tour in the right direction. And, and more than just the players, like, it's – I know that, like, that those quotes came out from Phil, and he could have said things differently, you know, but – it's definitely already made tremendous differences for the players. I think the caddies yeah. are going to be a night night and day difference from the experience these caddies are getting on the live tour is is top notch, and they're all over there just smiling ear to ear, having the best time. I mean, these old caddies that have been out there walking for years are just like rejuvenated, acting like they're twenty year old kids, like they're so happy. Um, well, and it's more than just the money, it, but yeah. like at that same event that that pro am, I was Mike's caddy. And I thought it was, they were joking that I wasn't even allowed to go in the dining room. He it wasn't. Was players right. only. Like, caddies <laughs> yeah. had to stand. I sit outside, yeah. remember, with a, with a peanut butter with jelly peanut sandwich. Butter. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I can only imagine what these guys who are doing this their whole lives. Are they like, finally, a little bit of equal treatment? <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, and listen, some caddies have more, you know, fame than others. But, like, you know, you, you get these caddies like Bones or, like, Joe LaCava or, you know, some of these guys that, like, you know, they they're they're welcomed in certain inner circles in golf that not a lot, not a lot of us are, but they're not welcomed in the clubhouse right. at some of yeah. these venues, right? It's just yeah. pretty crazy, right? But it, it's it's an interesting time in golf. I, I think it's it's good for the sport. It's unfortunate some of the narrative that's come out, but I understand it. Like you got to defend yourself and and do what you what you can. And I think that Liv has done their part of just keeping their head down and putting out a good product. And um, you know, the people that are behind it. Um, are very passionate about golf. And I think that with that passion and me seeing it firsthand, it made me realize leaving London, like that this thing is not going to fail. Like right. they, they, even the, the guys from Saudi who I, I got to meet um, as well, like are very passionate about golf. It's not just about money. It's not a business thing. Like, they actually love golf. They play it themselves. They're, they're trying to get better. Like they're very, they're very into it. So it's like seeing that firsthand was like, okay, wow. Like, there's there's going to be there's that behind it that factor um this thing's not going anywhere and i think that the tour is starting to recognize that there's more players that are going over there seeing the majors are cooperating um with these players and i want to say when i was in portland greg had told me that they had officially applied for their world ranking points and i think the mexican mexican tour had just got approved for world ranking points you know, and the joke we had was like, well, listen, like no knock on the Mexican tour, Mexican tour, there's great players, but like if they can get world ranking points, I'm pretty sure the caliber of players lives bringing over, they're going to get approved too. So it's yeah. just a matter of time, right? Yeah. And I, yeah, well, sorry, I don't want to cut you off yet. No, go ahead. Cause I was going to ask this last question where we were headed with PJ means, but go ahead. Yeah. Go. Well, before you do that, there's a question on home course and it's the hundred million view question. Have you reached out or tried to get Tiger? Is it even possible? Because you know that's just the ultimate get. I mean, it'd be the ultimate get. I, I think there'd be a chance one day to get content with him. It won't be a home course. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the, the, we've seen the, his the way house. In, we've seen everything from the air, his golf course in his backyard, all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, there was a way in there that I was trying to to, to go, and I mean, I wouldn't say the door's closed, but it's got to be through. Like, it's I don't know. You got to be very crafty of how you sure. do it. And you're probably going to be limited to like a room or two, but mm-hmm. it's going to be around maybe like a partner or something like that. But dude, I would go do a home course with Tiger if it was his half bathroom downstairs exactly. or something, you know? <laughs> right, right. And, <laughs> hey guys, here's the throne where the goat sits. You know, a couple times a week. True enough, and that makes me think about the other MTV cribs where, like, I used to love the going into the tours where, like, it wasn't huge, like people living in like one bedroom, like, you know, apartments, just to see how real they are. So hopefully, we see some of those. So I, tr- so that's a great point you brought that up. I'm glad you did because. I want that, but yeah. I don't think the players are seeing it from the lens that you and I are because mm-hmm. like, so like there's, there's a few guys that live here in Dallas that are young players on tour and they don't, they believe me, they have more money than they can, they know what to do with. They don't have like the home that follows it yet. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like Will Zalatoris, you got uh, Hickok, you've got some yeah. of these players that just like live right here that are younger, but have money. I'd love to get them on Harry Higgs. Another one. Yeah. Like, let's just go look at your, condo or your, your 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 new home or whatever and like make it simple to like where it humanizes you where you're like just starting out on the tour you're living a normal life i think people would love that sure um and yeah. so but i think show me that, the blender you like, make a protein shake with i don't know <laughs> something yeah i mean the, the response <laughs> i've gotten from a lot of these guys has just been like yeah man i, I don't have a jason day property yet you know and i'm like mm-hmm. well dude you probably never will i'm like he lives in ohio like <laughs> it's a little yeah, different right. to you know but i'm like I don't know. I'm like, we don't want to wait for that. Why don't you just show us what you got? Let's have some fun. Let's create some content. But sure. well, hopefully there's someone s- who can agree to that. Right. And, and you think back, some of our favorite moments from like cribs back in the day would be like, there'd be this incredible house, but like we want to see what was in their fridge. Cause it was relatable. Right. You know, the guy had a bunch of Yoohoo in there yeah, and exactly. we're like, Oh, okay. That I get it. That's what we want. You know, this guy's more like me. So I think, I do think that would be a refreshing take to mix in there every once in a while. Um, Especially a guy like Zal Torres, oh, who's on, he's on a meteoric rise right now himself. Um, but anyway, again, I, I, I know you, you, uh, you're busy and got a lot of stuff to get to, but I just want to ask before we let you go. We've talked about how PGA memes, where it started and how it's grown. And you've kind of got octopus arms in every direction right now. But looking forward to the future, is there something that excites you, some project, some some concept on the horizon that you feel like is kind of like the next big thing to sink your teeth into? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's different projects that excite me, but I think big picture is, you know, I have several other pages that are, are kind of within the PJ Muse family and I, I want to bring everything together. And I, I see this thing being where there's multiple, you know, made for TV type content shows that are available that get released on the regular um, more events that can become available to people to attend that aren't just traditional golf tournaments. Maybe they're, you know, pop-up events around tournaments or majors. Maybe it's renting out top golfs or stadiums and doing some cool stuff and uh, incorporating fundraising around that. And then just, you know, we have some stuff in the works too, of trying to build out, you know, different podcasts that can kind of touch on different areas in sport Um and kind of bring in personalities and, and people that are, are more than just myself as well. Like I don't, I still to this point don't want to make this page about me or this brand. And, you know, I want to be a part of it and have my hand in some of the stuff that we do content wise. But I also think this is a good opportunity as we build the brand to help others kind of be a part of that movement and build their brands and, and give them an opportunity kind of like what you've seen with, 
with Barstool and, and mm-hmm. some of those other brands where, mm-hmm. you know, people are trying to make it. They're super talented. They're very creative and funny, but they don't have a platform to start with. Doesn't mean they're not going to get there. Cause everyone's going to start from zero. But, you know, if a brand like mine can, can identify a talent like that and help them get there much sooner, it might not be a forever relationship, but it could be a good ride while it lasts, you know? So yeah. looking at some opportunities there, but, yeah, lots of moving pieces, a lot of fun things going. Definitely golf is uh, is continuing to grow and the content side of things. Like a lot of entertainment, a lot of drama going on right now, so business is good. So, yeah, <laughs> no doubt is. All right, well, listen, uh, hopefully our, our paths will cross again real soon, you know, in person, um, whether it be another one of the challenges or wherever it may be. But regardless, though, we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. And it's like I said, it's just been it's been exciting to watch the growth of PGA memes and it's been exciting to watch what you've done with it. And I, I just genuinely commend you on, on the mount that you've given back. And we wanted to see if we could shine a little bit more of a light on that. Cause I don't think everyone sees that and how much you do for charity. So uh, just commend you on that. And, and thanks again for, for taking the time to talk to us today. Yeah, I appreciate it. Well, if I'm in Jersey and you guys make it, let's get together for sure and, and hang out. So, but pleasure being on guys. Keep it up. Absolutely. Invite is always open here in Jersey. So we'll uh, we'll catch up with you real soon. Take care.